Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, happy Easter if you celebrate, and happy Passover. Before that, if we missed you last week, uh, the Yankees giving the fans a little Easter gift present here with a uh, nice uh, you know, weekend series uh, win against the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, you know, cap it off for today's 5-3 victory, so we'll kind of get into all that. Before we do, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, get these little wrap-ups after each and every little series, kind of get you caught up with the team, little news, notes, injuries, all that great stuff in case you, you know, get been checked out for a couple of days or whatever the situation is. So uh, the Yankees, you know, coming in here at uh, 4-2, and two, kind of taking 2 out of 3, both against the Giants and Phillies at home. Now finally hit the road uh, in Baltimore. Now uh, a little business news before we get into the series there. Uh, Josh Donaldson, kind of did, forgot to mention last episode, did leave the, the uh, third Philly game a little early, uh, early on with a hamstring issue. Well, it turns out uh, he's going to go in the IL a little bit with the hamstring there. So uh, maybe some Yankee fans like that. But nevertheless, uh, the Yankees going to be a little shorthanded, um, you know, uh, you know, go- going into the series there. And, and, and the series itself was delayed. It was supposed to start Thursday. It was supposed to be, you know, Baltimore's home opener. Uh, but Mother Nature came around kind of with the East Coast, blankets and rain around. So they actually pushed things back. So, the you know, it was pushed back till Friday. Again, it was, they were going to kind of do a similar what the Yankees did. Their home opening uh, weekend against the uh, Giants kind of have the Thursday game be off Friday and then have um, a Saturday night game, which they seemingly do that, tend to do a lot in Baltimore, I guess, maybe to try to get the maximum amount of eyes and fans and stands and all that, knowing, you know, not only their own fans going to be there, but of course Yankee fans as well, and just try to fill as many seats as possible, which I guess they do better at night. So there was a Saturday night game, then finally ending it with a Sunday, typical one o'clock matinee game. So uh, going into the game there, it was going to be an important start, maybe for Clark Schmidt. Uh, you know, again, wasn't impressive. His first start of the year, again, had a pretty good spring, and you kind of figure out he was going to kind of be the fifth guy, at least definitely going to be in there until Rondon and Nesto is going to be out for a while. I'm mean, sorry, Rondon and um, Severino are going to be out for a while. Uh, but again, he looked a couple, you know, he was decent his first couple innings against the Giants, but then kind of faltered apart here. And unfortunately, this game wasn't much better. Um, probably mainly the reason the Yankees lost. I know you're going to look at the box score, see Marinaccio kind of blew the lead and lost the game there. But really, this game was lost with Schmidt. Um, you know, you kind of put the Yankees in an early hole, a f- early 4 nothing hole, and he himself wasn't that good. Again, couldn't even get out of the fourth inning. Ended up giving up four runs on five hits with also three walks, so not sharp at all. Did have three strikeouts, but not a good game for him. But um, he did get saved a little bit by French, uh, Franchi Cordero. Um, and the Yankees picked him up towards the beginning of the season. It was kind of like, you know, why do they need this guy? But, you know, he's actually this weekend was really, really was his coming out party. And he kind of was, you know, kind of what you think, uh, you know, so far this season has been what you thought he was. I mean, we've seen him make some great plays in the field at Yankee Stadium just with that strong arm, uh, barely gun people down. But now he actually came alive with the bat during this series and was in the fourth inning of the first game. You know, the Yankees down 4 nothing, put the Yankees right back in the game, two runners on, hits a three-run home run to right field there. Again, pulls the Yankees right back in. And it's a game the Yankees would, would take a lead in the game halfway through, uh, you know, about midway through there. Uh, in the sixth inning, Oswaldo Cabrera, who, you know, hasn't really had the great start of the season. You know, uh, he had an excellent spring training, and it was kind of him and Jason Dominguez and Volpe were kind of getting all the hype, and kind of once the season start there, um, you know, Oswaldo Cabrera, you know, not really off to the greatest of start, even though a lot of the fire and ire has been thrown on um, Aaron Hicks there. But uh, this was definitely uh, Cabrera's, you know, best moment so far this season, you know, this early part of the season with a two-run double. Swing the score from a you know four three Yankee, Yankee deficit to a five four Yankee lead, but as I mentioned, Marinaccio would blow it, and then Jimmy Cordero uh, would um, allow another Oriole to score uh, on a wild pitch. So then the Yankees uh, fell behind at that point seven five. But it was, was the first frustrating part of the game was in the eighth and ninth inning. So in the eighth inning, 
Cabrera, you know, again, earlier who had the big two, two run double would swipe um, third base there. So he would put himself in scoring position uh, with Isaiah kind of Falafa up who at that point was 0 for 12 for the season, you know, yet to get a hit in a big spot there where, you know, the Yankees had pulled it in within six, seven. And if, again, if IKF could have just, you know, maybe somehow just got booped a single or something, um, you know, uh, the score Cabrera from third, it would have tied the score, but unfortunately IKF would strike out to end that frame there. And it would be in the ninth inning, uh, with the Yankees having another similar type of op- opportunity, and off, on the mound for the Orioles was uh, Felix Batista, their closer. Uh, DJ LeMayu did strike out, followed by a strikeout before that with Volpe. So you had two outs there, but the Yankees did put a little rally on. It looked like Batista wanted no part of Aaron Judge, just walked him on four pitches there. Now Aaron Judge, as we all know, sneaky fast, can steal a base there, so he did swipe second. And then, of course, um, with that, with Anthony Rizzo up, was an opportunity again. If Rizzo could just somehow find a way to poke a ball opposite field up the middle somewhere somehow judge would easily scored from second base but unfortunately Rizzo would fly out to left field and again just kind of frustrating you know two innings in a row the Yankees had a runner at third day with opportunity to tie the game but couldn't get that runner across and the Yankees uh, would fall in the first game by a score to seven to six and in the game itself I should mention actually a good turnout by the Oriole fans um, you know just you saw a lot of orange jackets and jerseys and stuff on uh, the main section, they really brought in a good crowd. So, you know, just as a, I guess, you know, I was, I'm not rooting for Baltimore or anything like that, but it's just good for the franchise. You know, they've really been in the dumpster for a while. And we saw them kind of put it together with some young guys last season. And, you know, even towards September, they make a kind of a, a realistic run. At, you know, at least one of the, at least the second wild card spot, they unfortunately fell a little bit short, but they were kind of getting some steam there. So this season, they might, you know, make a little leap, some bound there. So it's not going to be so such easy getting wins against them as it was maybe, you know, maybe three or four year, uh, seasons ago. So, uh, good turnout for the home opening uh, fans there for Baltimore. They, you know, they packed them. It wasn't a situation where they were overrun by Yankee fans. They had their own fans there. So, again, good sign for them. Um, and hopefully, you know, they could just turn their franchise around a little bit. But we don't want them to be too good, of course. We want to make sure our Yankees get their wins against them. So, uh, so that brought on to the night game, the Saturday game. And the Yankees had a little bad news with this as well. Uh, you know, in addition to Donaldson being on the IL, he was joined by a couple more. Uh, so, Jonathan Loisega. He needed to be placed on the 15-day IL with some arm issues. And then Tommy Canely, they upgraded him to the 60-day IL. Again, he's been dealing with that bicep tendonitis. And it just seemed like a situation maybe we don't just see him this season. I mean, this is the injury he had when he was with the Yankees back in 2018. Um, you know, so he said, yes, he had the same thing. He was able to come back from it. Well, you know, at first he just kind of started the season. He's like, ah, no, we'll just set him down a little bit now. This has been lingering now, you know, since now. You're talking about almost early March. It's like almost – you know, almost getting to the point of like two full months of this. And uh, so I don't know when we're going to actually see Canely. Uh, so, you know, to make up for that, at least with the Loisaga being, uh, being sent down to the IL, the Yankees called it for the first time this season, Albert Abreu, who we met last season. Um, he had some decent flashes, but I think he just got overworked. And I think Boone just overused him too much. And then just towards the end of the year, he just became, you know, basically a punching bag uh, for a lot of posing hitters. But, of course, the Yankees need the arms in there, so they called up Abreu. So, um, this brings the second game, uh, and but the hero of this game would be Johnny Brito. Uh, again, he had, uh, if you remember, he won the um, the rubber game against the uh, Giants, and you know he just looked really good in this game. Looked really locked in. He did give up a run early, but you know didn't let him phase in, uh, and he's kept the Yankees uh, basically kept Baltimore off the board, which allowed the Yankees uh, to take the second game. And it wasn't until the fourth inning with a couple runners on, Aaron Hicks of all people. Uh, hitting righty, he's a switch hitter, able to uh, poke a ball through um, the shortstop hole there, tied the game at 1-1, and then it was in the um, fifth inning where the Yankees really took over this game. Uh, Anthony Volpe, who is funny after the first game, he started hurting some little smatters, like, uh, you know what, 
because he wasn't hitting that well. I mean, he was hitting like on like on the two hundred. They're like, yeah, you know what? Maybe we jumped the gun on him. Maybe he's a little too early here. Maybe you know, maybe he can't handle this. You know, he he had a decent you know open day weekend against the Giants. I mean, not offensively, but at least you know got his first career hit and just at least you know in the field seemed competent and just kind of had that energy and had the buzz from the crowd. But since then, really not been a great you know for Volpe. You know, since then. And then again, you heard some smatterings that, hey, you know, maybe he's, he's, this is a little too much for him. So um, it was good to see him in this game in the fifth, get a triple. And it was a triple to right field. And I, probably if it was at Yankee Stadium, it probably would have been a home run. But, you know, again, not every ballpark had the right field, you know, stands of Yankee Stadium where it's a little shorter in there. So hit off the wall, ended up being a triple for Volpe. Now, DJ would uh, later knock him in, giving the, uh, at that point the Yankees a two to one lead. Uh, and then with DJ eventually make his way to third base and then judge will get him in on a sack fl- fly. So at that point, uh, put the Yankees up three, one. And then just a little after that, it was Gio Carl Stant with one of his signature laser type home runs to uh, left center field. there, kind of just went right over the wall, but it's that typical golf swing with him where, you know, even if there was no uh, wall stands, it felt like it probably kept going another hundred feet there just to where he smokes that ball. So uh, he's really locked in. So that was his third home run of the season. Put the Yankees up at that point, four to one. But really the story was Johnny Brito just being, you know, calm, cool, collective, going five innings, just giving that one run, run early on, uh, two strikeouts, two walks. And there's something about him. I, he just looks, I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do a comparison to El Duque, but if you remember when El Duque first came out in 98, that was the situation where Cones, I think mothers, aunt, whatever, dog little chihuahua bit his finger so he had to miss a start and el duque just came in there obviously we knew el duque was gonna come up at some point he was kind of the big offseason story the cuban import but this el duque from the first game he just looked like he belonged he was just throwing strikes didn't look nervous at all and just totally control and you kind of you get that same sense you know from john you see johnny brito so i don't know maybe it's up to you to say we'll see because he just looks so locked in like you know two starts right now again not the, against the greatest uh, offenses in the world there, but he just looks like really totally in control right now. Definitely pitching much better than Clark Schmidt. So maybe at some, maybe they make a move and bounce Clark Schmidt and throw Clark Schmidt back to bullpen long relief. Because if you look at Brito and Clark Schmidt, it's it's like night and day right now. Just the two of them, the way they look, um, you know, just the two stars from each of them. So, uh, you know, that was that. So Yankees got the win there against uh, Cole Irvin. Another important part of this game was also Michael King bouncing back. You know, he's kind of been up and down a little bit in the season, but this, this was a good bounce back game for him. Uh, and this is kind of the way you're going to see the, the typical Yankee bullpen. You got two innings from King, two innings, no earned runs with three strikeouts. That's the King we remember last season, going multiple innings. Of course, then he got a nice clean inning from Peralta. And then finally, Holmes finishes it off for his second save of the season. And I, I get it. When this Yankee team is going well, that's probably what you're going to see more times than not. Some combination of King, Peralta, Holmes, uh, now, maybe later on, you know, when Loisica comes back, you may get a little King, Peralta, Loisica, Holmes. But more often now, you're going to get, you know, King is going to be your kind of multi-inning guy. Peralta, you're going to be, I guess, go against the t- probably the tough left-handers in the lineup, and then Holmes finishes it off. And if the Yankees kind of just keep that flow going with those three guys, that's, you know, the Yankees are going to be in a good place for that. So at that point, the Yankees tied up this uh, Series 1-1. This will bring them to the uh, afternoon uh, rubber game. Uh, with Nesta Cortez on the mound against Tyler Wells. And the Yankees got to Wells right away in the first inning, RBI single by Giancarlo Stanton, put the Yankees up one nothing, And then Judge in the third, where they hit the, his first of two home runs in this game. First one, a big you know shot to dead center field, uh, his third of the season. And then in the fifth inning with the Yankees already up 2 nothing with uh, Trevino on, Franchi Cordero, we mentioned kind of had this little offensive breaking out party this weekend. You know, hit the three-run home run on the Friday game. Well, this game hits a two-run home run uh, to right field, puts the Yankees up at the point, four to nothing. 
And this is the Orioles that actually released Cordero. Again, he was in the Orioles' uh, spring training camp this season. They let him go, and the Yankees swooped up right away. So it's just funny, funny to show that you know Cordero against this against his former team. You would say uh, with two home runs and a total of five RBIs in these in, in these weekend series. So maybe they're regretting a little bit letting him go like that. But nevertheless, put the Yankees up uh, for nothing. Now Anthony Santander with touching Esther up uh, for a two run uh, double of his own. But then Judge. I mentioned hit two home runs this game, would hit that second home run in the eighth inning, uh, put the Yankees up that point five to two. Always would answer back with another solo home run off of Jimmy Cordero. They had to pull in with five three, but Holmes able to uh, close the door there for his third save of the season and you know second save, consecutive save for two games in a row there. And the Yankees take the game five to three, and also good bounce back in this game from Marinaccio, who got smacked around a little bit on Friday. Came back had a clean outing this game as well to contribute. Uh, to the Yankee bullpen. The Yankees take that now, two out of three of this game. And we'll move on now to Cleveland uh, to play the uh, Guardians. So sit there at six and three. And uh, good look, if you just keep taking two out of three, two out of three, two out of three, there's nothing wrong with that. That's kind of what the Yankees did last season to kind of build up a big lead there. So, um, you know, of course, you like sweeps, but, you know, this is, this is a decent, this is a good Oriole team. Again, they're not the scrubs from a couple seasons ago. So, you know, you feel good taking two, two out of three out on this one on the road. Again, they had an opportunity. Yankees, they could have taken that game very easily. So even though, you know, the Yankees lost, you still feel like, hey, look, they had a shot. So that's you know, all you can do sometimes. So the Yankees move on, uh, six and three against Cleveland. So they'll play three there. Then they come back home to the Bronx, which and will host a four-game series against uh, the Minnesota Twins. And, of course, Mr. Carlos Correa there with the kind of, you know, well, almost had a 13-year deal, but it got reduced down to six. So that'll be that. So Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. I hope you enjoyed your Easter holiday, and we'll catch you next time.